Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. Hey, you know that feeling when you learn something and you work on it for like 25 years and then you present it in front of like a thousand people and it reali you realize that you learned it wrong completely and you've been playing it in front of audiences the wrong way for your whole life? Do you know what that feels like? I don't, but I did see what it feels like. Great. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music and jazz advice and lifestyle <laughs> elaborations coming at you. That's right. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all your jazz lesson needs. Peter, yes. I'm very excited about today's episode. We did an episode a few weeks back. Uh, call it was all about the accuracy of the real book, but mostly dealing with like great American songbook standards. Was old. it about the accuracy or was it about the inaccuracy? It was about it was, the it inaccuracy. Both. It was both. We've right. got a lot of and we've got a lot of we got a lot, a lot of love for that episode. We got a lot of hate for that <laughs> episode. We got a lot of real book defenders, yeah. real book detractors, uh, a lot of just controversy around yeah. it, which was fun. Uh, and I thought we could kind of continue the discussion around it because it actually is really fun to talk about and to just look at some of the discrepancies of how this book uh, yeah. and or these charts that we've been sort of around our whole lives can kind of influence the culture of the music and then the culture pushes back yes very hard as it should that's, that's right and then I mean it's always a reminder to me how much these charts even you know even though I feel like I abandoned the real book long ago mm. and I, I was lucky because I had some really smart folks even like i remember including my dad i remember him looking at the real book and like he's he has such a good ear and stuff and he heard something i was listening to and he was looking and he's like that's not right <laughs> yeah. i mean he didn't he was he's not like a jazz musician but he's just a really good musician yeah. he saw that on there was kind of like so i always had an aversion to it yeah but then our my connection i think a lot of musicians connections going back to even the generation before ours as well uh is pretty deep with that and so it's a it's an interesting thing so we're going to look at six songs today and these are not what? these are not like obscure i got stuff i gotta do then when it's not gonna take long okay cool six <laughs> songs that are not obscure songs i'm talking about donna lee oleo straight yeah. no chaser giant steps blue and green uh. and the girl from ipanema these are right. like as classic you know canon standards as you can possibly be and we're just going to examine some things and it's not even so much like the real book is wrong and if you learned it that way you're wrong it's just more more like that's not the whole picture of the song right and like trying to go back as as we talk about often here is trying to go back to to you know the original source but then there's several different sources that you can pull from and how interesting that discrepancy discrep discrepancy discrepancy yeah, yeah. discrepancy can be between maybe how you learn sometimes you learn it from someone who is an elder yeah. in your community and they know it not that's like right. the original right like that that's happened to me before all right you're so so nervous about that i see i'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> nervous about the whole thing but we're gonna have we're gonna have fun here uh, yes. going through it so, so what tune are we starting with we're going to start with Donna Lee because okay. this this came back to bite me just last week. Was this the impetus for this episode this week? It was. Okay. So I was so I love Donna Lee and I was teaching a lesson on Friday live on YouTube here uh, called the greatest music theory lesson of all time. Are we going to link to that below? No, because I've <laughs> since deleted it because I need to fix some things. I actually am going to re-upload it on Friday. Okay. I'm going to do kind of a take two uh, with the fixes that I need to make because I used uh, a phrase in my example to kind of prove the thesis of the scale theory that I was working out here. Yeah. Right. Use this scale over these chords. And 
Well, you can see for yourself what happens. I'm playing through it here. This is a good 30, 25 minutes, 30 minutes into the video. We'll put it up here. And you can watch me realize that uh, I, when I learned this in like 1995, I learned it wrong. And I, right. I need to update the, the so needs a software update. This is, um, but this is a small error. I think you're being, well, well, we'll talk about that. Let's, we'll just watch. But this is a, I think it's more monumental in your mind. Important, but not as massive. Should we roll the tape? Roll the tape. Right there. Hear that? Just watch my face, though. You can see me realize it. Uh-oh. You're playing the next part, but you're thinking about it. I'm already <laughs> thinking. Watch my face. You see, like, oh, snap. Is anybody else hearing something? In <laughs> Hold on a second. This is... Adam Manis reacts to Adam Manis <laughs> reacting just, to one wrong note well, it's funny for in me his chart. I know Donnelly. what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> See, folks, this gentleman across the table from me is so brilliant that he's he's playing chess in 3D right now. There's one little error, but he's already jumping ahead to see what else it's going to affect in his diagnosis of this tune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an A natural. <laughs> so I had it as an A flat. I learned it as an A flat. And it's in the real book as A flat, right? It's in the real book as A flat. Yes. I think that's an A natural. <laughs> Panic is setting in. You're kind of you're kind of like sulking that's down in your chair. You're going below. Harmonic minor theory. Out <laughs> Oh, oh, you know what? Goodness. Isn't that great? You know what, though? It, but this is this is important. So we talk about we talk about well here at the you'll hear it. What is this? A podcast or a YouTube channel something, or something? Yeah, whatever, something like whatever the heck we're doing here. We're always talking about you have to make mistakes in order to learn. That's true. Right. And so once we actually do it and you don't do it very often, but when you do, it feels big. But I mean, this is like. This is about getting those details right. It doesn't matter if it takes 25 years or if you get it from the first time. Yeah. This is about caring enough about this music. And I love it. I think, well, it's, I think it's incredible. That's what I kind of want this episode to be about. This is not the first time this has happened. And really, it's been since I've started doing work with Open Studio, where I've started to have to teach things like Donna Lee, which I've been playing for so long, and I haven't really... I mean, I come back to it to practice it, but I don't come back to it and check it on the record because I'm That's like, right. I already know it. That's I've right. known it for years. I've played it in front of thousands of people. Surely it's that note is not wrong. Like, well, and this I don't even know. I don't even think about it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then when you come and re-examine it because you have to teach it. Yep. It's a whole other thing. Well, that's why teaching is like, it's like you go into student mode. Like, I always feel like I'm learning more than so everybody else. But what I think is great about this, too, is that we acknowledge that when we learn things, look, we always want to be progressing. And I think when we look at... Can you flip that for me? What's that? The, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, when we think about, like, over 25 years or over one year or, or whatever it is, like, an, an amount of time that we would be able to judge our ears getting better, for instance. And like, because ear training is such a fundamental part of our development. And we talk about, you know, listening and transcribing and mm. learning things in different keys and stuff like that. Like all that 
is about a number of things, but it's very core. It's about developing your ears. And so I think if you're doing this stuff correctly, even if you're doing it correctly, only maybe 50% of the time, your ears will develop. Even if you don't even really practice, you just listen a lot yeah. and just do minimal practice. It's not going to be as fast as it can be, but it's not going to be every day where it's like you look back in th over three months or six months or a year and you're like, wow, okay, I've made some progress. That's right. It's just like going to the gym and, and, and lifting weights. You, there's there's no amount of weights you could lift in one day that at the end of the day you'll be like, wow, I'm buffer. You yeah, know, you, yeah, you've yeah. got to give it a chance to seep in. And so I think that when you talk about 25 years ago learning this tune, think about how you know how much lesser your ears were than they are today so and and that's the thing we're like oh i learned it you probably were listening to the recording too but you learned it from the facebook or whatever you weren't able to hear that connection at that time at a certain point you were i think i actually so i was i was trying to remember where i learned donnelly from i don't yeah. think it was the real book because i actually didn't have a real book until i was 25 or something like that wow but i i mean i had like some fake books but they were legal fake books and Ugh. they definitely didn't have bebop <laughs> tunes in them right so i must have learned it from a recording but i might i can't remember which one i had there was a grp big band situation right but surely they got it right i know surely they got it from the from the real book probably. i don't know i don't <laughs> No, but um, I don't know if it was that or the Jocko, but I haven't I haven't done any research to figure out which one messed me up. Or like I said, it could have been just an older musician, which at that time was like it could have that could have been an 18 year old who showed me the tune. You know what I mean? An old dude. An old dude at a jam. Because I don't know about you, but remember those first few years, half the turns that tunes I learned were like on a jam session in someone's basement, like or at a rehearsal, like you know what I mean? Like listening in while it's happening in real time and you're actually playing the stuff. Right. Uh, so I thought that's what's so fun about this episode. I was like, I bet because I know of some others that I've kind of uncovered here over the last several decades yeah. <laughs> that I've learned it first wrong. Uh, and that it's fun to kind of go back on. And they're usually there. That's why the big ones, it's like it's good to go back. Right. Because right. it's like they're the ones that we learned when we were young or just coming up or not knowing it kind of teaching us the music and it's like now that i have more experience my ears are better developed i know more about it someone has told me like oh you know that's wrong if you go back and listen to the original you'll hear this thing now that maybe you couldn't hear when you were 16 you know yep yep absolutely so, super fun okay so let's talk about um specifically how, how this affected kind of what the what the analysis was and and why this is uh, the way it is written and why it's the way that it is played and kind of how you heard it too I think would be interesting as well. Yeah. So uh, so here's Donna Lee. Here's the real book version has that A flat and like I said I don't think I learned it but there's it's very possible that a lot of our our watchers here and listeners learned it from this because yeah. it makes sense it's in the key of A flat it makes yeah. sense there's an A flat. It makes sense. That's a scale that would you would use on a minor two five one, going to. What do you? What is the chord there? Is is it as? I'm just trying to see. Is it as G half diminished? Yeah. So that's what they have in the real book. I I I'm tracking the bass player here is just all C seven. Okay. So let's listen to Donnelly, Charlie Parker, and Miles Davis from the Savoy and Dial Masters. Yep. How swinging is that? Oh, I, love, I love bebop. As an aside, Sue me because I love bebop. So that there it was right there. For, so first of all, in my defense, it's not exactly like it's they kind of they don't ghost it, but it's not it's not easy to hear that. You're yeah. like you're like I heard it. I heard it. No, no, no. I mean, I know what you're saying. 
Especially, and that's the thing with a sound slice when you I think you had it down to like 70%. Yeah. That's a big, it doesn't seem like that much of a difference, but that's a big. You can really hear everything yeah. that's going on. So We didn't have that technology. We did not. Let's check it out again. So again, going from. But they're, what they're actually playing is. I love that. I love it. Isn't that great? It's so gorgeous. It's way better. You know what I've always connected with? And I'm I'm trying to think if this was the first time, you know, there's something that Herbie Hancock, ever heard of him, uh, plays a lot, which is like, um, you know, that half diminished with the, with the major ninth. Yeah. 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 The, the Locrian like, sharp two kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. It so, is like that. This. And I think that's, this is the first time I ever heard that where I was like, maybe even before I was kind of totally aware of the places that Herbie Hancock did it, but it is a cool little detail. That's so great. And then it's too, it's a little bit more resolution to the F minor with the third. You know, it's like you're not hinting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great move. Yeah. 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 So, uh, really happy to know that now, but, uh, something I didn't hear for so long. It's so great. That's all good. So um, we have some other examples here too, because there's some other notorious ones that I, I hear a lot of people that I've known for a while. In fact, this next one, Olio, uh, I know you've talked a lot about. I gotta go all the way back to the top here. Okay, right. Olio. So here yeah. we have the real book version. Yeah. Right. No bueno. No bueno. From from the t- and a lot of people play it just like this. But let's listen here to Miles Davis on Bags Groove with Sonny Rollins. Okay. Let's listen to their version. <laughs> Ah. Ah. Couple different. So the second time here, check out the end, the second ending. Ah. So, right. So, a couple of things to note here if you bring that back up. So, there on bar four, the real book, and you hear a lot of players play this, right? With this little chromatic thing. They're actually playing. Yep. They're really ghosting the F. On but both it, times, right? It's both times, yep. and it is the F. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing. Another thing, well, I'll, just another melodic thing there at the end of bar six. Right? This phrase here, definitely an A. Yep. Every time. Yep. And then on the second... Sonny end- makes it super clear, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then on the second ending, the real book has... Which you hear... Do, I do hear people at jam sessions play, and it's always... Yeah. Uh, every time there. And then I have a couple of differences in the chord changes. Uh, I never hear uh, Percy Heath play any kind of 2-5 to the E flat. And I never hear an E flat minor. It's always an E flat diminished. If okay. Or, sorry, an E natural diminished okay. going up to that B flat. Okay. So just a couple of little fun things. By the way, we have a PDF here today where you can see the differences if you want to download the whole thing. It's I in did. the description. Look, I downloaded it already. Oh, that looks great. I printed bro. it out. Yeah, that looks awesome. Sorry. It's recyclable paper. Recyclable <laughs> <laughs> That's thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they can't. Yeah, they they can download it for themselves in the description. Uh, we won't put it in the chat unless Ian is. Ian, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> you put it in the chat, please, if you're there. But if not, it'll be in the description. So that's yep. Olio, which I thought was a really fun example, and just that's this is like instant fix. Like again, it's not the end of the world, but it is good to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, Peter, the more he sees it, when he sees it for himself, he gets very dogmatic. Yeah, I think I've, I've played some of those wrong. I'm not going to lie. I have too. I mean, we all have, man. Yeah. So the next up, this is a video Ooh. I did a couple weeks ago on learning straight note chaser. This is what you get in the real book. F, now to be fair, Miles Davis, 
played it in F at yeah, some point. But the thing about that, that's because, uh, like, that's not a great place to start on a trumpet. And then playing, exactly. you know. But if you're playing in this on piano, uh, I, we transcribed here Monk playing the whole thing oh, from his so album. Great. And this is just, and again, it's not like it's like it's wrong to play it in F, but check it out in B flat and all the little things Monk puts in here. It just makes it so much groovier and hipper. Yeah. Check it out. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I love these voicings. This like C flat, A flat voicing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Did we have a dispute about that? Whether it was Max, I think you got it right on here. Max was hearing a B flat in there somewhere. I don't hear it. I think it's implied. Yeah. I think it might be. Yeah. Because it's in that melody. It is in the melody. The yeah. But just good to know, right? Again, it's like it's not wrong if you do it in F at all. It's not wrong right. at all. But it's kind of cool to know that this is how Monk performed it often. Yeah. You know? yep. And yep. even with these, like for me, going back and listening to this, it's kind of cool to, to know that he's playing this voicing. I know. On the tonic of a on a blues. You <laughs> know, know what I mean? Like this flat nine voicing. And when it's just piano for the first chorus. Too. Yeah. It's I, not we, even like... That's weak, actually. That's but weak. you, that's what I would go to because I'm like, I gotta establish the B flat. I know. Not in a million years would I ever think to start a blues like <laughs> that voicing. I know. But it's almost like it almost implies like an E seven, like because it's yeah. Third, you know what I mean? It's there somewhere. That guy, the compositions of Lonnie Monk deserve yes. many passes over throughout our whole lives because they're so they're they're deeper and deeper. The older I get, the more I appreciate how deep they go. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, All right, what you got next? So next up, this uh, this again, this isn't like it's, this is like the least wrong. Mm. This isn't wrong at all. And this isn't something I actually thought of until our very own Jeffrey Keezer, open studio artist, yep. talked about this. So in the real book here, we have the changes. Changes are, are correct. I mean, it is right. B, D7. But you hear on the recording, listen to the bass movement on the recording. And again, this is kind of enlightening. Isn't that great? So this downward whole, movement, this downward whole tone scale movement. And Jeffrey Keyser talked about using that in your improvisation as a way to not think about these giant steps so much, but thinking yeah. about this, you know, this it's really a little unifying uh, uh, device almost. Right? Exactly, it's like a symmetrical motion down. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda so like just for, for folks on the on the podcast, this is the real book with just with the root and the melody. And then here is what actually the bass player who would be, um, is this is this PC on here? Yeah, yeah, is playing. Yeah, on that on that two feel before it goes into the walk. Yeah, he's playing on each of these zone. dominant chords that that uh, introduce the new key. He's playing the fifth, yep. creating this whole tone scale that goes down. So it's almost like a polychord or or slash chord situation. But per our conversation in last week's episode, where we talked about the importance of the melody and the bass relationship. Yes. Right. We were talking about our iconic bass lines. Yep. Knowing this, even if you don't do this, right? Even if you don't, even if you're a pianist and you're playing in a in a quartet or whatever, and that's not your job, but just knowing that that's how the original went, it kind of kind of shape how you might voice things or think about it in a way that can make it easier. I know Jeffrey Keyser talked about thinking about instead of D7 over A, thinking about A minor seven, like as a two chord. Yep. 
yeah, as a yeah. way to kind of, you know, Woo. you know, isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, a way to kind of mix it up. So again, not wrong, just something to think about. Something not to- wrong, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not wrong, shameful. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how you frame it, Pete. All right. So, hey, if this is the kind of stuff you dig, these deep dives going into these tunes yes. and how we kind of know them and maybe can improve how we know them, hit the like button. If That's this, right. If it's your first time here, hit the subscribe. Hold up. What? Hold up. I like this. I'm hitting the like button. Hit the like button, You know Pete. what I'm saying? Come on, man. And if this is the kind of thing you don't like, hit the dislike button. No. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. No. Okay, we'll see. Okay. No, man. Don't. Tell. And if you're on the podcast, don't hit anything because there's nothing to hit. Actually, if you're on the podcast, yeah. leave us a rating or review. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next up, we got another iconic tune here, uh, the Great Blue and Green. This is, I feel like this one is really well known. This is the, because yeah. it's the first chord of the tune. Yeah. And I think everybody understands that the real book really got it wrong, but I still hear some some bass players go to this note. Oh, no. And no, no bueno, really? I've never heard it. You don't ever hear it in the recording. Wow. Check out Wait, I didn't know this. This is new to you? Yeah. No. Wait, start again? Well, this is just the intro. Hold oh, on. right, right. Oh, that's why. I mean, it's the form, but... Yeah. Check it out. G minor 13? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I didn't know the real book had that. Oh, you didn't know that it was B flat in the real uh-uh, book? No. I thought maybe you didn't know it was G minor 13. I was oh, like... Come on, man. That's, what? That's that... Yeah. Oh, that's such a... You know what? I think in subsequent real books, like in the legal real books that are there now, it is G minor. Okay. But in the ones that we grew up with. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, you know what it was? I wasn't, this tune wasn't on my radar when I had a real book, actually. This is a, I, 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 this I a grown person, grown person's tune. Yeah. This one, this is, a, this is an old, old person. You got to live some life to really be able to. Now, does the real book have the, when the changes go double, when they double, you know, it doubles up? Of course not. Okay. So that's, yeah. It's, it's of no use. And triple up. Yeah. <laughs> but point. I'm wondering. Is there a version that Bill Evans did with the trio that he might have played B flat major? That's possible. You know how like they would put at the bottom what recording they got? I mean, yeah, I mean this it is says, on, it's on, says it says KOB. Oh, it says KOB. Okay. Yeah. So, no, well, we'll no get point. to we'll get to the reference recordings on the on the next one. The next one that we deal with has the re- it's okay. a very funny instance of the reference recordings. Okay. Now this one is just very well known for I think a lot of people already know this that in the old real books and this is why it's so helpful to kind of think about it like a software update. Like I'm yeah. just gonna go back to the tunes I think I know. Yeah. I'm gonna check the changes. If I learned these tunes before I was like 25, there's a good <laughs> chance that I might have learned them wrong right. or just wasn't hearing things the way that i was hearing or you know back then we didn't have spotify so i might have just had a recording that was whack right of someone playing it right, right. or i might have learned it from someone well that's the great thing about the and i'm glad we're segueing into reference recordings because unlike you know that's something that the the software update never changes or if it changes it shouldn't you that's know what right. i'm saying like you've got the the reference recording especially a tune like this where there really is a i know sometimes we talk about you know what is the reference and recording and and there's some dispute or not dispute just different approaches to that but it's not like it's like um you know this recording is like a fanny pack where that was hip in the 80s no and then it was not hip for 20 years and now i'm seeing super hip again as some people you know what i'm saying it's not like that kind of song you pulled this espresso out of your fanny pack i saw it <laughs> well it's because it's hip again apologies man. to our uk listeners <laughs> oh now okay so I mean, how could that? Not, how could you not play that? Oh, yuck! Do people play that? <laughs> I've heard, I've heard people play it. I especially love it when they're playing it and it's like a deep funk groove. 
That's the best. Even that's better on Woo. that. All right. So but that's such a. I mean, come on, man. It's four five one, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not six five one. I know. I know. That's smooth jazz. Again, and we're not. Big shout we're out not, to smooth We're jazz. not bashing the real book. Again, the real book has been a great tool for. I'm bashing it. Now that I see that, I'm totally bashing it. it it's it serves its purpose, but it's it's good yeah. to just go back effing and, up these beautiful <laughs> tunes. That's what it's good to go check on some stuff. All right, our last tune. Next week we're going to do an uh, episode on tunes the real book got correct. Oh, we could actually. That'd it's be gonna great. It's going to be an invisible episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I guess there are some. Of we'll, course. We'll, we'll think about that. Of course. So let's check it out here. Our last tune. The girl from Ipanema. Okay. Now this is a really they messed that up. Work. Well, so this is really funny actually. So it has two reference recordings listed down below. Okay. It has Antonio Carlos Jobim. The compo- The name of the album is yeah. the composer of Desafinado, and it has the Getz Gilberto album, right? Yeah. Which we, I mean, now that's a reference recording. That's right? the one everybody wants to hear. Yeah. So the one, the, the how the real book shows it is what we have here, where it's it's. Right, let's let's skip down. Yeah, let's please. start with the the Getz Gilberto recording. Thank you. So we'll skip down to the bottom here and listen to that. Okay. So first of all, it's in D flat, right? Which is a beautiful key for this, actually. Anything else you notice right away? D seven. There is no D7. No, instead of the A flat 7, he played. No, he plays A flat 7. Wait, check it out. Oh, yeah. The first time he played D7. No. Wait, start it again. Sir. Please. I mean, sounds so good. That's a pedal point. When the bass comes in, it's always A flat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what he's doing? It's A flat, flat 13. That's what it is. Yeah. It's that guitar voice. Both work, but yeah. you can hear the bass clearly is going to state A flat every time. Yeah. It's, which is interesting, right? Because yep. I always learned it with that, with that tritone, some of that yep. flat too, but it's... On this Getz Gilberto, it's always the five, which is interesting. Yep. Uh, so the real book has, uh, the changes are exactly like from this uh, 1962 album from Antonio Carlos Jobim. Antonio Carlos Jobim in F. Okay, that's okay. cool. But check out the melody. It takes a minute to get... So that's the melody of so just just so we're clear on the real book it says down below Getz Gilberto and Antonio Carlos Rubin the composer of Desimano those are yeah. the two references and it kind of the real it's book a combo pack isn't it? doesn't do either right <laughs> like right. it really does it's like we'll do it from the key of Antonio Carlos Jobim with the changes with that flat two interesting but we're gonna do the melody kind of like the Getz Gilberto 
But everybody that I know that that has played this song in a in some kind of a brunch capacity, <laughs> where else would you play it? <laughs> uses sort of the real book version here, which yep. I think is interesting. I actually love this in D flat, man. It's just oh, yeah. that's a gorgeous key for this. You know, it makes the bridge a lot more interesting and fun to play too. cool yeah man um well there we go we are learning we are growing and uh what else are we doing you have one more or is that it that's it man oh that's it thanks everybody yeah that was so awesome man thank you for illuminating us which one is your favorite which one of these is my favorite the donnelly because it really shows (laughs) (laughs) well that's just on your mind right now just uh, it's really one of the fun things about doing things sometimes live on youtube is you get to watch yourself in real time just everything break down (laughs) your whole history of life break down so well well, i I think it's just such a great thing to jump back on that just for a second so is it And then on the C7, it's to the A flat, right? It's to the A flat on okay. the C7. You know so that mean? was, it would have been bad if it was still. It's not like, it's not terrible. It's right. not terrible either way, but it is more interesting, I think, with that A natural. Yep. And yep. it's definitely, you know, it's good to know. Well, there you go. We're always learning. Interesting is a debate on who wrote it, because Miles claims he wrote it, and, and Bird claimed he wrote it. So. Right. Miles was known for claiming he wrote a lot of tubes, like Blue and Green as well. Uh, I know, I'm pretty sure it. that was Bill Evans. Uh, maybe he learned from the best. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. So thank you for being here for the podcast. We are here twice a week. Twice, twice a week. Oh, jeez. Doing our thing. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, please, um, what, what are we doing? What, what are they doing? Oh, leave us a rating review. So we fell off this a little bit. And you know what happened? We stopped shilling for this. And because of that, people have stopped li- leaving us ratings and reviews. But- I know for a fact because I run I run into people on the street. Yeah, right out here. Yeah, fans of the you'll hear a podcast. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Come on, I can tell a podcast. They, they hang around the St. Louis Public Radio, the NPR station. That actually same could, type that of seems, people. That seems right. Actually, that seems on brand for that. Same type of people, yeah. and they're like, "Listen to the podcast." I said, "Do you did you leave us a, did you leave us a rating or and perchance a review?" And you know what they say? What? Uh, no, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm listening in my car when you get home. Do it. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, wherever you want. But that that's the algorithm for the podcast that helps spread it to others. It's called spreading the love. Again, leave us a, a like and subscribe and go to openstudiojazz.com to check out everything. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Until next, next time. time. <laughs> Happy practicing. You'll hear it. <laughs> You'll hear it. <laughs>